In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It's always game day in Cleveland. Welcome back. We appreciate everyone who's listening to us on the Odyssey app, listening to the podcast. Thank you for subscribing. Uh, we're glad you're on board. We know we got a lot of new folks who are watching now on YouTube, and we appreciate that too. So want to hit us up on Twitter, Instagram, at GameDayCLE. All right, Daryl, explain to everybody, we were talking about the fans earlier in this thing, why you absolutely want Deshaun Watson to work. Well, because you want Deshaun Watson and Kevin Stefanski to work because if if they fire Kevin at the end of the year, you have to start all over again. Like, you know, new offensive system. New, like, you're, you're setting yourself back again. And I, you don't want that. Like, I, I, I think Kevin Stefanski made Baker Mayfield look really, really good when he Baker did. Mayfield was healthy. Yes. Kevin Stefanski made Jacoby Brissett look really, really good. Okay. I, and again, I realized four and seven, whatever. Uh, the defense sucked. That's why they went four and seven. They didn't go four and seven because Jacoby Brissett was terrible. They went four and seven in those 11 games without Deshaun because the defense couldn't stop anybody. So, um, like, and I believe that Kevin, once Deshaun is able to get healthy and get between the ears right and get his body right and just get out there and get into the rhythm of playing each and every week here now, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel like Kevin's going to put this guy in position to be successful. I, I just, but if, 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 Every week it's, you know, you know, people talk about firing the coach after the 49er win. People talk about firing the coach after the, the Colts win. It's just asinine to me. It's it's defeatist fan mentality. You're, you're, you're just so traumatized by everything that has happened in the last 25 years with this organization. Kevin Stefanski's not a dumbass. Andrew Barry's not a dumbass. You've got adults running this organization. Do I agree with every move that Andrew Barry's made as GM? No, I do not but I respect him I th- and I think he's really good at his job. Okay. And my opinion in the grand scheme of things doesn't really matter. Um, do I agree with everything that Kevin Stefanski does as head coach of this team? No, I don't, but I respect Kevin. I think he's really, really good at his job. And is he a flashy coach to listen to? No. In fact, there are times quite frankly, and I love you, Kevin, but you're boring as hell to listen to, but you know what? That's also by design. You know what I'm saying? Like, so I've seen Kevin show personality when the cameras and the microphones are off. And he's got, he's a great guy. He's an intelligent guy. He's a good football man. So I just like, unless he does something just egregiously stupid that sets the organization back, I I just, I can't bring this to, like, we could sit here and debate play calls. Okay. What, like you said earlier, you know, was it smart waiting? for that fourth down to run the ball on the goal line or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, we can debate that. That's the fun of what we do. That's the fun of being a fan. Right. But that's not a fireable offense. No. You know know what I'm saying? Like, I just, and I feel like that's the one thing fans constantly cling to that drives me nuts is everything goes to, it didn't go according to plan or it didn't go perfectly. So fire the coach. The coach is an idiot. Get him out of here. Like I, I just I I I can't do it anymore because I, I 
And you as fans should absolutely want Deshaun and Kevin to work because if it does, awesome things are going to happen for your football team. If it doesn't, bad things are going to happen to your football team. That to, that's where you're at right now. So need Deshaun to get get his shoulder right. Um, you know, again, I'm not criticizing Deshaun because he's hurt. I'm criticizing the situation, the fact that we have to go to the same crap that we just went through with this day-to-day nonsense. It took three weeks of day-to-day BS before we got, yep, he's going to play, he's going to start, he starts, whatever, and then he lasted one freaking hit. And now we're back, reset everything, we're back to day-to-day. And who knows, it might take a week, it might take two weeks, it might three, four, whatever, right? He's probably getting more tests on the shoulder, Look, get getting it looked at, and that's all well and good, but like this is not the season to be having to scroll around with your quarterback situation. Because this defense is that freaking good. You have a kicker that's a weapon. And I'm, again, barbecue sauce on my crow because I was not I was not convinced that Dustin Hopkins was going to come in here and do what he has done. So tip of the cap to Dustin. Awesome. Great dude, by the way. Um, he's been fantastic. But, um, yeah, I mean, they need Deshaun to get right, get healthy, because I just feel like this team is good enough to do something special this year. But if he's not healthy, Andy, they might be up the creek without a paddle. And that is going to be really, really sad to think about. All right, Daryl, I want to spend the last couple minutes here talking about the AFC North and what happened in the AFC North on Sunday. The Browns go on to win. So they are now, what, 4-2. and two. And you look at the rest of the AFC North, and the Ravens now sit at 5-2 and two with an uh, impressive win over Detroit because everyone, you know, their media darlings, Detroit has been, they were five and one going into this. The Bengals had the day off and the Steelers won out in LA. So everybody in the AFC North is now riding a two game winning streak. The way you want to look at it, they got a little separation from the Bengals, which is good. But this AFC North, again, it's, I think it's where we thought it was going to be. And it keeps compacting and compacting. Well, they're the only they're the only division in the uh, in the NFL right now, Andy. That everybody has at least three wins. But yeah, I mean it, it's a log jam. They're a half game out of first place. Tie, obviously, they lose the tiebreaker right now with the Steelers because uh, they you know they they lost that game uh, in Pittsburgh. But um, you know it's look. I, I think what helps the Browns is that they they won back to back games. Okay, they temporarily are off the win one, lose one, win one, lose one roller coaster that they were on. Um, they haven't won three games in a row since the 2021 season. Cause they last, last season, they won back-to-back games just once. Right. Um, so this is a big one coming up in Seattle. We'll get into that on uh, our uh, podcast month. later th- this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but th- this division is living up to what, I thought it was going to be, and that is the best division in the NFL, the toughest division in the NFL right now. Uh, Baltimore just absolutely taking the boots to the the darling Lions. My good, and then Lamar's pissed after the game, like they they blew out the Lions, and he's just grumpy as hell because he just was not happy with the way he played. Um, which again, I'm just like, you know. Take it and run, bro. Like, <laughs> uh, but I get it. Like the and this is the, the the difference in the standard, right? I mean, the the Ravens standard is playoffs and Super Bowls. The Steelers standard is playoffs and Super Bowls, right? Um, the Chiefs standard playoffs and Super Bowls. 
the Patriots old standard was playoffs and Super Bowls, you know, for the better part of two decades. Um, and hopefully the Browns are taking those steps. Like the standard for them right now is playoffs. Like get back into the playoffs again. Um, and anything obviously can happen. Uh, I, the goal is, of course, to win a Super Bowl, but the Browns have never been to the damn game. So let, 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 let's not put the carpet. How about two playoff wins? I'll be happy with that. Yeah, get, I mean, there, yeah you know? get, get yourself into the conference championship game. Um, give yourself a shot. But they're not going to be able to do that unless Deshaun is healthy. I mean, if look, if Miles Garrett play, keep, is able to keep playing the way he is playing right now, and um, the test for me with Miles is going to be how's he playing in December? Because historically, when you look at his career, that's where he has had some drop off in December, and a lot of that is the attrition of the season. A lot of that is the, the competition in December. A right. lot of he's got they, the teams throwing four guys on him to stop him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm interested to see how productive he's going to be able to be in December. Um, but that that game that he had against the Colts, um, it was amazing. It amazing. was amazing, ridiculous. I I can't believe that he was able to be in a stance. He what he didn't run up to the line and jump. He wasn't standing up. He was in his stance, and he jumped. And I'm going to give him credit. They saw something on the uh, on the, the the Colts film or whatever, because uh, Wyatt. Uh, we mentioned this with Wyatt Teller. Mm-hmm. Uh, this came up in uh, a Monday Zoom with with Wyatt Teller. I think they noticed something with the Colts being low hmm. in, in, on special teams. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, credit to Bubba Ventrone again. Attention to detail, right? So for all the the Browns coaching, staff, I wonder if they worked on that in practice. That joke, they did. They did. Mm-hmm. They did Wyatt told us, yeah, he did. Mm-hmm. And um, so kudos to them for finding that little detail, and it worked. At Miles palmed the ball. Like if you go back and watch, right? It, no, he didn't like nick it. Like it hit him square in the hand. Incredible. Um, the two strip sack that he had. He batted a pass down. Uh, had like, he's got to be defensive player of the week in the NFL, right? Hey, I, is there any question? Brown's gonna have two players of the week. Wow, Miles is gonna win defensive uh, AFC defensive player of the week. If he doesn't, it's highway robbery, and then you're gonna have uh Dustin Hopkins for a second straight week. He is gonna win special teams player of the week. Three field goals, 50 be 50 yards or more in one day. He's the first. How about this? How about this nugget, Andy? He not only is this a franchise record for the Browns, this is an NFL record. He is the first player in NFL history to hit 50-yard field goals in five consecutive games. And on Sunday, he hit three. And they were two 54s and a 58 that I think he had from 65. Um, and, it had and legs, that's for sure. What, what did I say going into the season about the kicking situation? I need my kicker to be a weapon, right? Because of the, you're going to have drives that are going to stall out around the 30 and whatever, right? Yesterday is exhibit A as to why I kept hammering that point home during training camp. Yesterday's game, they do not win without Dustin Hopkins being able to make those field goals. Hopkins is a weapon for the Cleveland Browns, and I can't impress upon you enough how critical that is and how awesome that is. Because when he came here, I'm like, okay, 
He's the guy that's going to bang home the 40 to 50-yard field goals. He's very good at that, 85% in his career. Perfect, but outside of 50, it's a 50-50 proposition. Now, he's been automatic. He's been 7-7, seven to seven, and I'm going to knock on some wood here. Yeah, you better. I'm going to knock on some wood because I don't I don't, I don't, don't want to get the, the, the bad car around. I don't want to jinx him or anything, but, I mean, he, he has been automatic from beyond 50. The challenge will be when the weather gets crappy, but, hey, Let's let's enjoy this while it's going. But they got four wins out of it. Now. Yeah, so, they, they, Darryl, they, yeah, they got four wins, and and Browns fans should feel really good about their football team, with one exception: the quarterback. And we've been saying that for twenty five years. <laughs> some things don't change. We'll see how they change by Thursday to see if the Browns do anything. That's the next time we'll drop a podcast on you. It's always game day in Cleveland. Thank you, Meredith Kane, our outstanding producer. He's Daryl Ryder. He plays through pain. There's no question about it. We'll be back again with you later this week. It's always game day in Cleveland.